Envy the country that has heroes. Pity the country that needs them. Because this week, here be dragons. Welcome everyone to Rebooted! The podcast where we are still recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to do it. We're finally tackling a movie we've been talking about for years. And if you haven't seen Reign of Fire, it will not disappoint, guys. Yeah, I don't know if this is a classic quote-unquote, or not, but it does take place in the year of our Lord, 2020. I know. I was just about to say, guess what time period this is set in. And Kenna, if you had to choose between this reality now and the reality of Reign of Fire, would you say it was a toss-up? Would you say it's sort of 50-50? It's not 50-50. I'd pick dragons. 100% dragons. (laughs) So now you're a dragon killer. It's not even original. Who's in the wheat fields just south of Coffeeville, Kansas? It's late November. It's a month of mist. And we were caught in the open. The sun was setting behind us. There's nowhere to run. Twice it came in on us, and twice it missed the heart of us. And that's when I had an epiphany. You see, they have great vision in the day. They have even better vision at night. But in the failing light, they can't focus. Magic out. It's crazy to see pre-Batman Christian Bale and post-Ed TV Matthew McConaughey together in a movie. (laughs) It's like before Christian Bale became full Christian Bale and before Matthew McConaughey became serious actor Matthew McConaughey like this is such a special moment for both of them these guys are now at the would you say that they're top of their game or just past the top of their like they're both academy award-winning like a-list celebrities well like I think Matthew McConaughey reached the peak of his career because True Detective and Dallas Buyers Club was all one year right yes Like, that was, like, his moment. I feel like we're a little past his moment. I think potentially Christian Bale's best is yet to come. Even though he's had a a great career, I think he he is um, continuing to have a great career. I I, I honestly don't know what to expect out of McConaughey right now. I'm sure he wants to go back to the, like, Oscar bait teat because Mm -hmm. Dark Tower failed. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be able to take a franchise with him as we discussed in sahara uh oh, yeah unfortunately which we loved what was that? that was that was peak matthew mcconaughey episode 91 we talked about sahara um great great movie that should have been more but um yeah i don't know i bet i bet he's like give me another one of these like let's repeat 2000 and is that 2012 2015 when was that dallas buyers 20- club 2014 2015 sounds right 2013 yeah i bet he's i bet he's trying to chase that chase that dragon what a great segue brian you're doing great here. <laughs> uh welcome everybody to rebooted movie reboot podcast where i brian flynn and my co-host kenneth trent the premier reboot talking heads of our generation will take a classic hollywood film talk about it as if it was to be remade today in 2020 hopefully for premiere in 2021 because obviously no one's going to movies Mm-hmm. Um, well, some people t- are going to movies. Some people. Oh yeah, you went to see Tenant. 
Yeah, I went to a drive-in. I went to I went to a drive-in to see Twister. It was great. I loved it. Oh How my was your- gosh. I think I saw where that was happening because I saw it too late and I was like, I love, I want to go see Twister. What a great drive-in movie. Let me tell you, there was space. I saw it too late. There was space. Aww. Yeah, it wasn't full. It was great. How was Tenant uh, at the drive-in? Um, I don't think it it um the dri- I don't think the drive-in quality necessarily harmed the movie. Obviously, I want to see it in IMAX at some point, and I hope it sticks around for that long yeah. in theaters. But yeah, it's not the drive-in that is confusing about the film. <laughs> so here's what I'll say. Robert Pattinson wears a double-breasted jacket at one point in the movie that honestly I haven't stopped thinking about since Saturday. So is that where he got COVID? The shopping for double-breasted jackets? <laughs> no, he got COVID on this godforsaken Batman movie. But <laughs> man, it's crazy. We have not recorded a podcast in in a long time, and like it's a completely different world since our last episode. Like, um. Robert Pattinson, COVID, Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. Yeah. A very tragic passing of a very talented actor. Um, so it's so weird every time we jump on these things now, just sort of like, like, where where are we? Yeah. Just the everything, everything that can happen in two weeks happens. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to jump into this movie, um, but we have some reboot news. To get to, I also would like to just very quickly plug another podcast uh, and thank them for having me on as a guest. I want to shout out my friends Nick Castellini and Muriel Montgomery, the hosts of the Hello in Your 30s podcast, who um, I always say they're a wildly successful podcast as people who have starting from scratch trying to get your podcast off the ground. These guys are killing it. Um, so if you haven't, um, if you don't know who they are, uh, two very funny people trying to make it through this crazy world called life. That's hella in your 30s. You can find them on Apple, Stitcher, wherever you can get your podcasts. I will be on there doing some crazy interview talking about my my COVID quarantine life and just mm. the world in general. And if anyone who has heard that episode is now joining us, welcome. I hope that we uh, can give you the same great yeah, hopefully this isn't Bunnies. disappointing. <laughs> hopefully you're like, oh, God, like, oh, you really amped this up. Um, yeah, so thank you to them, Nick and Muriel. I love you guys. Um, so let's let's get to the news, shall we? Let's do it. Plane Trains and Automobiles gets Paramount Pictures remake with Will Smith and Kevin Hart starring Westbrook Heartbeat to produce. Um that was a weird title. This is obviously a deadline article because why would you put Will Smith starring? Oh, there's a semicolon. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So back way back in our old named uh, podcast, The Boot, we did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles um, episode 51. I had to look this up. Uh, we talked about what a modern version of this movie would look like if they mm-hmm. were to redo it. Well, guess what? They are. The Steve Martin role is obviously going to the fabulous Will Smith. The John Candy role is, I'm assuming, also going to the very fabulous Kevin Hart. Uh, the two will play, uh, where is it? Uh, da, 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 <clears throat> the two will play the mismatched duo forced to become bunkmates and traveling partners in a desperate attempt to get home to the loved ones for Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, what do you think about this this version, this, this, this universe's remake as opposed to our universe's remake? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a genuine classic. So 
Best of luck to him. Del. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Have Have Will Smith and Kevin Hart started a movie together yet? I don't think so. But uh, I, I, that that should be fun just as a duo. But I don't I don't know. You don't know about this pairing. I don't know about this in in general. Oh, the property just getting re- remade. Yeah, just like it feels like it. I don't know if I would call it untouchable, but I don't know. It feels like uh, like they're gonna have a really tough time making something people love as much as planes, trains, and automobiles. I think stepping into John Candy's shoes is particularly difficult um he's such a comedic icon uh steve martin steve martin's fine no <laughs> i love steve <laughs> martin i think steve martin yeah. is like on the rush more of steve martin tweeted this thing out that uh dana showed me the other day where he was like he was like very self-conscious that you know about me wearing a mask so i made an adjustment and he it's a picture of him with his like nine five and nine five mask and then it's just a sign that says i am steve martin <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> I was like, this guy is just fucking. Yeah, he's got it. He's he's still so funny. So funny. Um. Okay, so here's the thing. I think a couple weeks ago in our Captain Ron episode, I cast Kevin Hart for Martin, a role that was originally for Martin Short, and I think I said that like Kevin Hart works so well as a duo. Like he and mm. he and a straight man, I think. Um, makes so much sense like uh, who was i oh chris hemsworth so i feel like you put him with will smith who people generally love would be great um yeah i think i think that's that's a really good observation as a but especially because planes trains and automobiles is it's a different kind of humor mm -hmm. like and kevin hart is definitely a different kind of comedic actor than john candy but i think with the comedic stylings of both of them it could gel really nicely yeah it could be pretty good i um i'm torn should we tell the people who we picked for these two roles or should we make them fucking go back oh i'm sorry it's episode 41 not 51 episode 41 of the boot should we make them go back and fucking listen to that shit so we get the hit so we get the the likes the subscribes the downloads it doesn't matter no one cares oh <laughs> Interesting. My I could not remember my cast, but very fascinating choices from me. Oh, are you just looking them up? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I'm still I still think both of our casts could have easily been the same picks. As, I mean, mine's what they pick. Mine's a little more progressive. Hollywood isn't okay. ready. Okay. Hollywood <laughs> isn't ready. Should we say? But um for two women to be in a comedy together? I don't know. Listen, it doesn't work. Women aren't funny. Okay. Um, should we move on? Yes, to please. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Weisz to star in and produce Dead Ringers TV series reboot in works at Amazon from normal people, scribe Alice Birch and Annapurna. In her first major foray into TV, we love to see it. Rachel Weisz is set to headline Dead Ringers, a reimagining with a gender swap of David Cronenberg's cult classic 1980s 
film. It's going straight to series, probably because they have Alice Birch on board, who just did Normal People, wildly successful for Hulu. Did you see Normal People, Brian? I did not. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. In case you want to know what Dead Ringers is about, prepare yourself for this. Um, The original movie starred Jeremy Irons as twin gynecologists who take full advantage of the fact that nobody can tell them apart until their relationship begins to deteriorate over a woman. Let's be frank, okay, Elliot? Let's ease up on the bullshit for one moment. You can be honest with me. After all, I am laying both of you, aren't I? Uh, no, uh, just hang on a minute. Uh, it's a sweet little act you have. You soften them up with all that smarmy concern, and along comes Dracula here and polishes them off. Actually, I was the one who fucked you first. But I gave you to my baby brother because you weren't very good. Are we ready for this? Uh, yeah, I I really wanted to do this movie for this podcast because I love Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> I haven't watched a lot more of his '80s stuff, which is why I was really interested. Like, I've seen The Fly, and I think I've seen one more of his movies. But like his later stuff, like History of Violence and Eastern Promises, I love. I think they're like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Crash! I think I've not not that crash not yeah 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 <clears throat> crash uh where people lie where they lay down in the street for like speeding cars to drive over them um mm, uh, not the live action crash bandicoot movie <laughs> no no that's not what that is starring jamie kennedy no, no. <laughs> um i don't know why jamie kennedy was the first shitty celebrity i thought i don't know why but i could have imagined early 2000s that could have existed (laughs) that was just like something very special you just pulled out of the air just rolling right out of son of the mask straight into the the live action crash bandicoot movie um yeah i i don't really know what to think because i want to watch the original and i feel like the original is going to be weird full cronenberg um I feel like, I mean, this article alone just basically says, like, it's expected to have a similar feel. It is said to have a different tone and explore themes like women's health and the issues it faces, including underfunding as it focuses on the two professional women uh, who are excellent at their jobs while also trying to navigate life outside work. I think, think like any reboot, giving it the space to exist in a modern or a current world is important. I hope it gets weird. Like, I hope it can be as weird and gruesome as Cronenberg can kind of can go sometimes. Yeah. Um, Is there is is she going to be the dead? Is she going to be the lead of the show? They said it was gender swapped. So I'm assuming she will play um, the mantles, the 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 twins. But yeah, I think I, I love the idea of Rachel Weisz being in a TV show like this, I hope it's, I hope it's really weird. Yeah. I would watch it. Yeah. I'm going to give this a, th- a thumbs up. Uh, like, I guess a green light. I, we should have a, we should have like a, a yay or nay system of like, whether these projects should go. Not only are we recasting our own reboots, we're also looking at the reboots that are happening and being like, don't do it. <laughs> you hear that showrunners out there? Potential <laughs> employers, light. potential employers. We don't want this, and we don't want any part of it. All right, yeah, we'll skip the voting thing. Good to them. Uh, I love it. I would work on it in a heartbeat. All right. Um, is that it for news? Yes. All right, great. All right, I guess it's it's time to deep dive into this fucking dragon movie that takes place 
in 2020. Um, you ready to talk about Reign of Fire? Yeah, let's do it. Guys, this is our reboot of, I just said it, Reign of Fire. <laughs> what are you celebrating? One dragon down, three men dead, oh yeah. At that rate, we might just be getting somewhere in about 320 years. Is that what you want? You want a little accommodation? These beasts live on ash. They feed on death. There's no middle ground. Not for them, not for us. Sure as hell not for my men who died out there today. But you go ahead. Have your little soiree. Personally, you disgust me. The fact that he is uh, on the verge of tears through that whole scene. This movie rides that edge of almost being terrible. You know what I mean? Like, Here's, I, let's, I, I, sorry, I, I just hope whoever cast this movie got a fat raise. Yeah. Because Bale, McConaughey, and Skorupko are all great in this fucking movie. Yes. Yes. Th there are, let's list really good things about this movie. One, it is a tight 90 minutes. It is, Ooh. and it moves. It is so tight. <laughs> and I love nothing more than a movie that knows it cannot overstay its welcome. Two, the cast is incredible. Great. Like, I'm not sure why any of them honestly agreed <laughs> to do this. But no. It's not shot in, like, Hawaii. There's no beautiful no. locations. It's shot in, like, rough parts of Scotland and Wales. And honestly, if I'm wondering, I would actually love to read an uncut script of this movie because it sort of reads a little bit like it had something really going for it in script that maybe didn't quite come across in the actual movie because there's really fun stuff here, but it's also very strange. <laughs> it is Probably the most successful modern take on knights and dragons and castles. And, like, mm -hmm. this is 10 years before Game of Thrones. Like, the dragons, like, the, the we've done a couple dragon movies on this, maybe just one dragon movie on this podcast. But, like, the VFX on this movie, they, they, they're... I wouldn't say they're good, but they like hold up. Like they they hold yes. up for when you're like, okay, I'm watching a movie from 2005. They look good. Like it, you yeah. you believe it. And I would say it. They are good. Like the considering we watched m several seasons of top tier dragon television after this, these and sure they didn't have to deal with like riding dragons or anything like that. But like, if you look at where we were, Dragonheart. <laughs> Which, Which was I... 2002? 96. What? what it, was... Was... <laughs> it was like 1994. Oh my God. Was it really? Right? That early? 96. Okay. 96. If you look at where we were in 96 with Dragonheart, which I will say again, not terrible, guys. They did their best. But like to see that we made it to 2002 and 
this is uh, like the whole ending scene with the like the big daddy dragon fight. Yeah. Like that that works. That looks good that when he still he's, plays. When he flies down and he's like on the ground and Bale is yeah. like eye to eye with it, you're like, this looks fucking good, man. I, yeah. So that's that's one thing. I think just the like the two weird characters of like Quinn Christian Bale's Quinn being like the sort of like noble but passive leader and then having van like mcconaughey of all people playing this crazy like uh um colonel kurtz american like riding in on a fucking tank like <laughs> it disrupts everything that you're kind of like think that this movie is going to be and but yet it still maintains the story it still is just like which one of these people's wills is going to win out and you know what's interesting? Because I wrote the exact same thing down. Like Matthew McConaughey is making choices, like Colonel Kurtz level choices yeah. in this movie. And I wonder, because I remember seeing this in theaters and thinking, wow, this is really cool. And watching it now and being like, oh, yeah, I definitely see why I enjoyed this. But I wonder if part of why I enjoy it now is just because the actors currently like seeing where they were into yeah. like if there is some sort of enjoyment about like the absurdity of like what this would be now if that makes sense it's almost like we love matthew mcconaughey and we love christian bale and to see them have made this movie just before like i think it's like what year is this 2002 two batman begins is 2004 Five? Like, this is just before yeah. both of these guys just sort of rocket off to be yeah. who they are today. I mean, this was <sighs> pre-300 Gerard Butler. Right. Like, it, just before he skyrocketed. It's really strange. It is very strange. Reign of Fire is directed by Rob Bowman, director of such movies as the X-Files movie and Marvel's Elektra. Not a lot of great film experience, Yikes. <laughs> but he did a lot of like X-Files episodes. Um, stars Christian Bale as Quinn Abercrombie, Matthew McConaughey as Denton Van Zan, Gerard Butler as Creedy, and Isabella Skorupko as Alex Jensen. Yeah, should we start with Christian Bale's Quinn? Yes. Okay. Um, this is, you know, classic simp versus Chad in the apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like... This <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. It's but it, it really just seems that like as soon as Van Zant shows up, they make it very apparent that he is not that he's so like outmatched, outmuscled, outgunned, outmanned, outmasculined by Matthew. Cue the Man. Hamilton. We are outgunned, outmanned, outnumbered, out. But it's great. I think it's like they work together so well on screen. I'm actually shocked that they haven't worked together uh, since. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where they're both like, we know Christian Bale is like an actor's actor, like crazy actor. Uh -huh. But 
I think Matthew McConaughey like re and and to not to say that he's not good, but I think he really tr- he really was at a point in his career where he was like, I'm just gonna try really hard. And so seeing that energy together of like this is when Matthew McConaughey decided to really turn it on, and Christian Bale is like is like climbing to his like full like crazy uh yelling at people on set self like yeah i like i would enjoy watching a movie of them acting together today i think it would be entirely different yeah but very fun when are you listening to me i need men from pembury went to london and maybe she's right because they disturbed something 90 of them died and then it backtracked them to their fortress and you haven't seen destruction like that van zan not even in this world so we walk over dead men my people you won't I've got a castle full of them. I'm trying to keep them alive. You're just letting them die slower. This is also like, you know, I, I, I going off what you just said, how like one of, like, McConaughey is sort of rising to Bale's chops while Bale is, uh, there's a story on IMDb where like, Bale was originally just going to be like a pencil skinny guy. And then McConaughey showed up fucking ripped and he was like, there's no way this fight is going to be believable. So he started like working out to meet McConaughey at like a physical level, which is just like, I mean, I'm always in awe about Christian Bale just being like, yeah, I'm going to gain 300 pounds and then I'm going to lose 200 <laughs> pounds and then I'm going to gain like 40 pounds of muscle and then I'm just going to be a bag of bones for like three days. McConaughey has been doing that too. Like ba- Dias ba- Dias Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> yikes um i mean he got so skinny for that and like these guys are just like i don't know yeah, I, I, they are that like we're talking about them this way because the we know exactly like what they're capable of and and so it's not it's not shocking but um who wants to go first you you want to go first should i go sure first? i'll go first go for it <clears throat> um i really i really love quinn's character the character of quinn Quinn. Um, I think because the sim, first of all, I love that he is like the ground zero dragon guy. Like he saw the first dragon come out from, uh, I mean, should we posit this question? Were the dragons living at the core of the earth? I don't think they were living in the core of the earth. I think they were living deep, deeper into the earth where the temperature is much warmer. warmer in some hibernated state but like specifically under london yes i think the idea is that like it set off a net like a chain reaction of dragon nests around the world Oh, okay they all awoke at the same time yeah but it started ground zero was london i was watching that and i was sort of like is this a this is an example of a bad studio note somehow going right like the the sheer coincidence that mm. Christian Bale is the boy who finds the dragons lives through all of that to grow up to be the last like leader of humanity yeah. in the British Isles to then face the very dragon that killed his mother later is so hokey, but it's so like classic authorian knight that you're like yeah it it for me i was just like yeah of course like when he goes back to the elevator and he like he's like this is where my mom died yeah van zant's just like use it they don't talk about it (laughs) 
Yeah, like I, I think you're a hundred percent right. The simplicity of this movie is that they dug too deep, discovered the dragons. Now the dragons run the earth, and the fact that Christian Bale happened to be the kid there on the day, like it's almost like I think you're right. Like it reaches so far in a direction that it comes full circle in a way where you're like, oh yeah, no, I have no problem believing this and being on board with this and going through this whole movie, just knowing we're going to have a face off where he's going to have to save the world. I believe that. Um, yeah. So I am going to preface my cast by saying it was inspired by a tweet and I'll explain what that oh, means okay. later. All right. <laughs> but for my Quinn, I cast John Cho. Okay. Um, so you do have to explain where does this movie take place? Are you still in London or are you in America? Are you in Asia? Um, <clears throat> I am going to say it could be, I would say not London because I, I believe in John Cho. I don't know if I believe in his British accent. <laughs> and uh, I also, also just don't think necessary i don't feel like it's necessary like it sort of feels you like you can transplant the story anywhere mm -hmm. and it because it's like outsiders come to where they are and you could make a lot of things work i would say either asia or america okay maybe asia because it's it's just who wants to see um, another movie set in america you know I love John Cho. You know I love John Cho. I'm very interested to see what your other picks are. I'm also, I was thinking about him the other day because I was watching a friend of mine. I introduced, I didn't introduce, but I like persuaded a friend of mine to start watching Cowboy Bebop. And so mm -hmm. then the live action remake got stuck in my head. And I was sort of wondering like, did John Cho's leg ever heal? Like we got news that oh, his yeah. leg got broke, but then like we never heard whether or not that show got resumed filming or if he's okay like did he suffer a career-ending leg break like what is going on i'm worried about john i want to i need a john <laughs> update if anyone think, knows his family reach out to me <laughs> i think he's fine i think it might have it might have been a casualty of covid because if they they uh, weren't able to shoot and then like we just didn't hear anything but like yeah i gotta they check would the timeline not, they would not have been doing anything for the past Seven. How long have we been in this hellscape? Thousand Seven years. months. We're like the dragons. We'll emerge <laughs> like the dragons and burn the earth. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying, guys. You uh, you can look at this movie two ways. 2020, it could have been worse. Or 2020, we could have had something cool like dragons. <laughs> like dragons. Dragons would have shaken everything up. Totally flipped everything on its head yeah there would there would be no we wouldn't have any problems with the government because there would be no government they'd just be you know? dragons yeah the right. dragons are our leaders oh god okay um i ended up picking an actor who i really liked in last year's invisible man i picked oliver jackson cohen who played oh, the wretched husband in that movie but i really liked his performance and i thought that uh, physically, he looks like he could hold his own with the person that I will cast later as Van Zandt. But also, like, I, I like, <laughs> maybe this is like the actor in me, but I like giving roles to guys or, or to people who may have played, like, villainous roles or, mm -hmm. like, um, troubling roles and give them, like, a role where they get to play a good guy. Because, like, the actor is not the part. 
But yeah. like Dana was asking me, like, and another friend of ours who's an actor is like, would you play like, would you play a rapist on like a Law and Order episode? And I was like, I don't know. Like, those roles <laughs> stick. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know, though, because it depends on like, I feel like there's a difference between like you play something on Law and Order and it's like you're you're setting yourself up for like a character actor life but like if you played like if you played like jamie dornan's character in like the fall then it's like yeah i'm probably always gonna like see you a little bit as like a serial killer right i'm not i'm not saying like colbert on law and order which is true he was on law and order and he played like a sex crime like a sex criminal um but a sex criminist criminist but i'm just saying like <laughs> to me this actor is so linked to the invisible man that i was like let's i want to see him like play the authorian knight i want to see him play like the more weaker um passive quinn who has to lead these people by like with like patience and like hope which are in very short supply. We can do it, Eddie. We decided, all of us, you as well. Dig in. Work together. Outlast them. Kids can't eat hope, Quinn. Edinburgh's gone. We haven't heard from Pembury or Norwich in two years. We're on our own, Quinn. Yeah, we know that. That's why we have to hang on. Maybe we are all that's left. I think that's really good. I am a big fan of Oliver Jackson Cohen. I thought he was incredible in The Haunting of Hill House. And... I really liked him because he played Jonathan Harker on NBC's Dracula <laughs> starring Jonathan Reese Myers, which nobody remembers because I it was only on one. for one season. But I think you can watch it for free on the NBC app, guys. It is worth your time. Like, think about it. Jonathan Reese Myers plays Dracula, a role he was born to play. Anyway. I'm into this. I think I think it's I think it's a great choice. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's move on to Denton Van Zandt, played by the Matthew McConaughey. Holy shit! Like this performance is so nutso, and yeah. like we've oh, seen yes. some nutso performances in our time. But I love it. I love it. Like as soon as he shows up, this movie just like it's like pouring gasoline on a fire. No pun yeah. intended. But it's like it's really like um, you want to watch these two people smashed together in every scene denton's death i feel like is the perfect <gasps> he is like it is like weird like the the green screen behind him he's like shirtless at this point like everything about that is like yeah if this is how we had been introduced to the character i would have been like okay yeah <laughs> No, I get this. I get this man 100%. No need to explain. I know. I, it's just great because you know McConaughey is going to go psycho at some point, like frothing at the mouth, like eyes, just like he's not human anymore. And he does. He does it at least twice. And yeah. it's, it's it's phenomenal. Um, he 100% watched Apocalypse Now before he shot. 100%. That was research for him. Um, that said, it was much harder to cast this role because and maybe this is just my personal feeling a lot of, i feel like a lot of our action stars uh that also happen to be good actors are a little boring and tired to me i i agree um 
Like who is who is pre Reign of Fire Matthew McConaughey? That's tough. Well, I was speaking like on our Mummy or double our double like triple long episode of the Mummy. I picked Jonathan Majors, star of Lovecraft Country and Defy Bloods, and he's now gonna. He just got today got plucked into the MCU. Yep. And I was just like, that was a guy who I was originally like, he would have been that like pre-celebrity action star on the on the come up. Um, but I just picked him like five weeks ago. Um, so I did lean back on a on a tried and true actor that I think is is someone we like to watch. Mm-hmm. Someone who comes on screen and is amazing and who is that caliber of action star and Oscar level actor unfortunately his latest movie sucked so bad but i picked project powers very own jamie fox mm. haven't um, you picked jamie fox recently for something <laughs> i picked him for dick tracy oh yeah is, uh sometime last year sometime earlier this year i think yeah um yeah um, i did like here's the thing i i think this pick is fine i'm not like doing backflips over it um <laughs> but i think he could deliver a performance that would that we would like going in knowing what we're remaking knowing the character and being like we're going to give it to jamie fox i would be interested to be like okay i want to see what he does with it i want to see if he how he gets around this like crazy psycho military like mm-hmm. uh jarhead fighting dragons like i would totally watch that yeah i think i think you've really nailed the energy that we need from the character here i think jamie fox there's something there for sure um he's definitely 20 years older than matthew mcconaughey was when they filmed this movie like jamie fox is <laughs> 52 but he's still so fucking good like if you want to watch a great jamie fox movie please don't watch project power please watch uh just mercy that movie was so good he should have been he should have won like seven oscars for it um anyways yeah i i interest i did not have him in my frame of reference for this but i think that is that's entire i keep thinking about him in spider-man which (laughs) is not good but like a, a better version of that in a way i think like that sort of like crazy introspective <clears throat> okay mild yes. insanity but like without all the like super business like yeah so i had to rewatch that movie for work uh just to like make sure we're not stealing anything from ourselves but like mm-hmm. i don't blame that on him right I, this movie is not a comic book m- movie you know what i mean like it's not it doesn't have a campiness to it it's it's like gritty and dark yes. and ashen yes. and um <clears throat> i'm not looking for him to be like i i need friends spider-man be my friend i i want him <laughs> to like yes. go in and play what hopefully in the script was like a fully formed like character of like a mm-hmm. guy who travels all the way from america to find the one male dragon who are you Name's Van Zandt, Kentucky Irregulars. You're a long way from home, Van Zandt, you lost? Rebuilt the National Guard C-5A. 
who had 8,000 miles on two engines and tried to set it down on the old strip outside of Manchester. Lost 122 men and most of my fuel. We need shelter. The place to refit artillery will be out of your hair by 1,800 hours tomorrow. That's a good story, especially the bit about the plane, but there hasn't been anything in the air for 20 years. That's their territory. That's my territory. Which, let's talk about that. So they fly a plane from America mm-hmm. to England, mm-hmm. which should be impossible. Because like Quinn says, like nothing is in the sky right now. They own the sky. Yeah. The, they being the dragons. How ins- how insane is that? That they like essentially built they what I'm assuming is like rebuilt and fixed up a plane mm-hmm. so they could fly it across an ocean. Yeah. That's wild. That is I would say so like if we're really digging deep into the the mythos of Reign of Fire, it New York to London typically an 8-hour flight. Maybe if you go like maybe if you depart out of like Maine or like Canada, it's a little shorter. So let's say it's like at at full speed, wind to your back, you can get there in six and a half hours. Like, how the fuck did they survive for that long? There are tr- the the number of dragons that appear just when they go to London, and the number of them that like fly up out of the city in a way. There's no, <laughs> there is absolutely no way they are flying a plane for a significant amount of time. Wouldn't it make more sense if they took a boat in like they have like a a hundred percent yes why wouldn't you take like a battleship across the ocean or a Can submarine you... yes <laughs> and the thing is i believe more i oh that would have been such an interesting movie to be like we're sailors we're sailors who realized we had the ability to get to hide, out yeah. of where we like that is honestly, cool it's that's like a the better movie thing. That is a better movie is like a, a a submarine full of people hiding from dragons because they know the dragons are going to come into the ocean. I mean, that sets them up a lot. It makes them so much smarter. Yes. At minimum, it's a, I mean, they would have to get off land at some point or else you hit. You, I mean, the movie you're pitching is like a cross between this and like Waterworld, which would be fucking nuts <laughs> like brian do you know me do I, you know true. how much how happy that would make me <laughs> um anyways I th- I, yeah i think i th- that anyway i feel like we've that's our that's our remake anyway for my denton van Zan, i picked charlie hunnam okay and yeah. i i love this pick i keep thinking i mean honestly and let's let's be real about who we who we're talking about he would not be american It'd be Australian. Love, love Charlie. The man cannot do it a good American <laughs> accent. It just does not read um, correctly. I'm trying to remember Triple Frontier. If he did, if he did an accent, if he pretended to be an American in that as well, I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy. I don't know whether he tries to do one there. Oh, he—that's the majority of the problem. Um, <clears throat> but I keep thinking about. If you've ever seen the movie Green Street Hooligans, let's go back in time. Mm-hmm. I think that movie came out around the time of Reign of Fire. There's like, it's an incredible movie about soccer hooligans. And you really see Charlie Hunnam like access his emotions, 
take them to a violent place. I think I think he can grasp this role in maybe a different way than McConaughey, but I think it would be good. Yeah, he has that like but like that rugged masculinity that you need Van Sant to kind of have. Like he's Van Sant has to be an alpha, like an alpha dog. Mm-hmm. And Quinn has to be Quinn looks needs to be like he knows how to read books. Like they they perform Star Wars for the children. Like him and Creedy perform right. Star Wars by memory to the children, which I have a problem with because they got the line wrong. If I'm not mistaken. Join me, the Black Knight says, and we can end this conflict forever. Never. I'll never join you, the White Knight says. You killed my father. The Black Knight stares through the holes in his shiny mask, and he speaks words that burn into our hero's heart forever. I am your father. But that's that's another thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think Charlie Hunnam was probably on my radar of like, uh, but, and I lo- and I love Charlie Hunnam like. And I know you hated Triple Frontier, but like he was really great in that, despite how stupid that movie was. Um, but it's like Charlie Hunnam. I'm trying. I'm just trying to go down the list of all the actors that I was like looking at. They all just sort of either felt like they were shy of the performance, mm. or they had already done stuff like this. And I think Charlie Hunnam can hit that performance, but he's just like done stuff like this. So I, I think I was just desperately mm-hmm. trying to find a new face i think basically what i'm saying is i i have i've run out of actors (laughs) you're gonna get a bunch of weeks coming up of just like shia labeouf and it's like matt damon and scarlett johansson i hope you guys like matt damon and scarlett johansson because those are the first two actors that i'm just gonna pick who Uh, are the most white bread people that we can cast uh charlie theron is asian i thought um (laughs) didn't didn't we give her an asian card so she could uh so she could play all those movies where she was supposed to be Asian. Was she at more than one? You mean Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, who am she I was, saying? You said Charlize. Oh, yeah. The I'm, second time. I'm trying to dog on Scarlett. I love Charlize. I would never do that to her. Um, she's African, she, so she can do whatever she wants. She is. She is South African. I, uh, yes. Um, what are we talking about? We're talking about Charlie Hunnam. I think that's a great pick. Uh, it makes total sense. Wait, who is your, who is your Quinn again? John Cho. Okay, I'm still curious about like what this like tweet that links everything together. Well, is. let's keep going. Okay, all right. We're moving on to Creedy, played by Gerard Butler. My only note for Creedy was, oh yeah, Gerard Butler's in this movie. It, it like I think it was weird because I was thinking of 2020 Gerard Butler, who's done all these mm. like Angel Has Fallen bullshit movies and like yeah. 300 and all those weird rom coms with Katherine Heigl. And then just seeing him as this and being like, he's in like three scenes. Like they don't really yeah. give him much. And I had to be Honestly, like, oh yeah, because he's not famous. It made me feel kind of hopeful because I was like, yeah, this was a time when like you saw, this might've been the first thing. I take that back. He was in like, um, Tomorrow Never Dies? Something like that. Was he? Um, yeah, he was in a Bond movie. Um, but like- this might have been the first time you saw Gerard Butler. And so knowing what is ahead of him and knowing, I think, as many 
you know, middle-aged housewives who were about to fall in love with this man. Like, I was like, this is exciting for him. Like, he is yeah. on the cusp of his whole, his, like, the biggest part of his career. And that's really cool. But, yes. N- yeah, now Gerard Butler, I was like, oh. I mean, Geostorm, Gerard Butler still has it. I don't know if you've ever seen that classic fucking movie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, okay, okay, so it's your uh, turn. So I'll explain... Okay, so I'll tell you, my creedy is Steven Yeun. And two like two months ago, I saw somebody tweet something that was like, I need to see John Cho and Steven Yeun in a movie together. And I said, Yeah, I do too. And I've been holding on to that for literally like two months, thinking about what would be cool for them to do together because I was inspired. I and see. I, so it wasn't like, a, okay. Keep going. I like this for them because I think, we, honestly, when you think about it, part of me is like, oh, yeah, they should do like a very like thoughtful uh, like drama or something like that. But then I was like, no, no, they should do a movie about dragons. <laughs> I like this pick and I like how you're setting them up to be like friends in this like post-apocalyptic world. Um, I thought the tweet was going to be more about like, we should make an Asian reign of fire. Um, (laughs) But that still works. No, that was just my idea from the tweet. Okay. I just think though that like, so Creedy plays the role of Quinn's best friend who you know is going to die the minute he says, Quinn, I'm your best friend. And I got to tell you, whatever, whatever, whatever. You're going to do Steven Yen dirty like that. You're going to finally get him and John Cho in this action movie. And you're going to kill Steven Yen within I mean, 35 minutes? No, he's minutes? there for he's there until the big attack at oh, the yeah. castle. Oh, yeah. Okay, on the castle. All right. And he mm. dies a hero's death. <laughs> he's saving the children. Yes, that's right. It's and then not... The, and then the door blows back and then Quinn can't get to him. Yeah, that was actually a great scene. It's not like it's not something where like truly if he had been in like a third of this movie and it just didn't matter, I'd be like, no, he's like better than that. But I do think a general note for the movie might be that I wanted to see more of their friendship, especially because it's so fun. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good explanation for this, but I'm bugger the vinyl what it is. Dragon's fire. A what? He's a dragon slayer! Oh, he's a dragon slayer! Oh, good. I suppose that makes you King Arthur, does it? Like when Van Zant and his people show up and Creedy and Quinn are standing on the, like, the, um, the, t- the wall. The catwalk? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What <laughs> what are the pieces of a castle called? Anyway, so they're standing up there and it's like, they're kind of looking at each other like, I don't know, like... I guess somebody should go talk to them. And they're like, yeah, that's Creedy's like, yeah, that's you. You're in charge. <laughs> like they're, they're fun together. And I want to see more of that. Cause I think it helps us. Quinn is a very like self serious character because his mom dies in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But like their friendship is a lot of fun. And I think, and I think this opens doors for us. Like truly set this movie in South Korea. Why the heck not? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I the thing that I like about this pick, and it's gonna segue into why I picked my actor, is that like I think you do need to pick a creedy 
you need to pick an actor that can play someone who can encapsulate that like good guy whose death you really feel like mm -hmm. they set up quinn to be this like reluctant leader it's always it's almost like by this point he should know he's in charge but there seems mm -hmm. to be like several people throughout this movie who's like quinn you need to make a choice because we don't know what to do um he's like and he's trying to like pass it off to his like surrogate son <laughs> like by the end of this movie the all of humanity is led by like a 17 year old child yeah. and you're like why don't you just keep doing it like what are you yeah, doing which to your point it's because this movie is essentially quinn telling people to not do things and then them doing it and then them coming to him and being like hey i think you were right i shouldn't have done that <laughs> i would be exhausted too um I ended up picking an actor by the name of Jack Loden, who was in Dunkirk mm -hmm. and is in a bunch of other stuff that I haven't checked out. But uh, <laughs> no, wait, I did see him in Jack Lo Loden. What do I know him from? He's in Fighting With My Family, Fighting With My right? Family, yeah, he plays the brother. Um, I think uh, he has just like a, first of all, I think he's a great actor, but I think he has a look to him that can sort of play that part of Creedy that Gerard Butler tries to do like he tries to make creedy sort of like the funny uh ball busting best friend who's sort of just like hey i'm just here to do what quinn says like i'm just here to make sure everything's cool like i'm the number two guy mm -hmm. you know if you need to figure out like what the plan is talk to quinn but if you want to talk to me about like how to i don't know cook soup come to me like he's sort of like <laughs> He just sort of seems to be a, a more easygoing character. Um, and I thought he could do that in in comparison to uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who I assume would play it a little more like, like you said, self. What did you, you said a great word that's like self-serious, like, mm -hmm. like the weight of the world. Literally, like Quinn feels the castle weighing on him. And Creedy's just like, I don't know. We just have to listen to what you do and we'll be OK. Um, yeah, I think I've talked long enough about this character Creedy, who's not in maybe like thirty minutes of this movie. Um, <clears throat> should we move on to Alex Jensen? Jensen. Here's the thing. I think she's supposed. She's like Swedish. Well, she's played think, by well, a, uh, European. Isabella Skrupko is uh, what Swedish? Swedish? Norwegian? She but I is. think I think she's supposed to be American. <laughs> she's a Polish Swedish actor. Oh, you think she's supposed to be an American? I guess because she's yeah. wearing an American uniform. All right. Well, yeah, and at one point he introduces her as like she's a part of the American army. We're in a thirty-mile grid in every direction. Nothing could be on the moon, temp. Well, this is Alexander Jensen, U.S. Cavalry. Who are they? Archangels. Huh? 17 seconds. Once they jump from the chopper, that's their life expectancy. You never thought of giving them parachutes. They're not much help, they're a baller, man. <laughs> Why? Other than this, we used by gladiators to snare other men. Not men, dragons. Can I just say this? Isabella Skorupko should be given all the props for her contribu contributions to action movie history. Like, oh, 100%. Goldeneye, this movie, Vertical Limit, Vertical limit. Uh, episode seventy-four. Um, all they're all classics. 
Like yeah. she, she, she's she should and be she, synonymous with action movies as much yes. as her like weird rom com romance movies that she's in. And she's like she's like the cool character. Like she is the because their insane plan to like uh, catch dragons with the helicopter like of of all the characters who i think have cast a woman great i thought it was really like cool and fun for her to be the very skilled pilot behind their grand scheme to take down dragons but also it's not like it was i i would have loved it more if like she hadn't ended up being a love interest yeah but whatever um I, I to continue on what you were saying I was very glad that Alex this character Alex's discovery about the female dragons was hers like it's her mm. who traced their epidemiology it was Alex who had the idea to come to England uh I I feel like they lose that a bit towards the end because I think like Van Zan comes in as like the master strategizer guy like I think I think it would have been much served much better if like Van Zant is just the guy who will motivate these people to face death. But mm-hmm. Alex is the one who's like, I here's the plan. Like I yeah. I'm looking at all this data. I know the facts about these dragons. Like I'm the one who sees them up close in the sky. Like I know how they think, I know how they move. Like this is this is what they would do. I think that would be more of what I would want. I mean they give it a little bit, but I just wish that they would it feels like they let it go towards the end. Like, yeah. In the in the, I'm trying to remember the haze of the battle because I sort of watched this movie a long time ago. But like, there's one point where she's just like terrified to like go into battle, and I was like, this makes this doesn't add up for her to me. Like, flying a Black Hawk helicopter against dragons, like, without like computer systems. Mm. Um, you have to be a fearless Which, person and it just sort of feels like they they were like oh no she's the girl in the group so let's make her the one be afraid like no Quinn should be afraid Quinn doesn't do this Quinn is a, yes. is a school boy it's like, it's like it's like the way it's written it's almost there but it's not quite there with the idea that like to me what she's experiencing is very real yeah because she is terrified of what she's seeing in london but also she's not going to back down like she's going to do it and that's great i think that's a great character moment for her it's weirdly offset by the fact that van zandt is crazy (laughs) and they don't like they don't really allow quinn to have the same fear kind of moment and i think it would be elevated if he could kind of look at her and be like yeah this is nuts but we're not giving up they're almost there but it is that it is that slight like stare it is that is like an implicit bias that i think made it in in a way that like if you thought about it a little more it could be tweaked yeah and we would have something much more human and that's what we want we want a really human <laughs> dragon movie <laughs> Is that your son? No. Going from the pound. Hmm. Is that where you get all your children? I found him in a village near Bray. Three years old. Sitting with his mum. He kept trying to wake her up. She'd been dead for days. We're making our way up here, a few of us, me, Greedy and Barlow. 
No idea how are we going to survive, anyway. I grabbed him. What else was I going to do? Leave him. Most men would have. Especially back in the early years. Everybody's just running for their lives. Yeah, well, I didn't. Uh, well, with that said, I picked this actress because uh, she's no stranger to big sci-fi action movies. And I think that she can play the inexplicably, like, sexy hot Dragon Slayer. <laughs> like, it's almost shocking how beautiful Brian, Isabella's score. We were we were doing so well. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, like, just a little bit of implicit bias. We can make this work. You and know. you're like, great. So she's in a bikini. Totally. And she's killing dragons. Full Michael Bay reboot. This is the pitch. Okay. This is, Who this did you a, pick? This is a note that I wrote, like, weeks ago. And it still made it in here. But... I did want to comment on how it's like Isabella Skorupko is like gorgeous. So it's it's just it doesn't matter. Matthew McConaughey is walking around with no shirt for most of the I was going to say like Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale and Gerard but like let's share some skin. There's yeah. eye candy in this movie galore. We're fine. Uh, I picked uh, Isa Gonzalez from uh, I guess Bloodshot was her last movie but most people I mm -hmm. think know her from like Baby Driver. She was in ugh, she was in Alita Battle Angel. Um <laughs> I, 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 I'm picking her mostly from Baby Driver, I guess. Yes. Um, is she in the Fast and Furious movies? She is in Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Which we're not going to count in the... I mean, it is canon, but also... Justice for Han. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I Yeah. Said. Yeah. No, I think this is... I think this is a fun choice. Thank you. I like I like her as an actress. I think she is one of those people that, like... She's beautiful, and I... Not to besmirch her abilities but i think honestly that's her way in but like yeah. she's definitely held her own in action movies um which i think is her way to stay at in that kind of area so yeah i would love to see her doing more a more like baby driver very active action i will say this like even though i'm picking a very attractive person i agree with you that like alex and quinn like ending up together and, and they end up together it's like they basically hold hands and like walk away i don't think they ever share a kiss in this movie but it's very mm -hmm. implied that they like spend the rest of their days together <laughs> um it's very well, strange and i don't know if you need it i think you can just all have like survivors having a great time and maybe later on in the natural course of things things could pick up but there's it doesn't feel like there's any room in here for romance and i don't think it yeah needs it feels it a yet. little bit like they killed the dragon <clears throat> and then they kind of look at each other like oh <laughs> you were you were here the whole time like did you it's unnecessary <laughs> did you get contact lenses <laughs> it's weird i couldn't i couldn't, I couldn't see. see you before <laughs> with the glasses, with the glasses but and the heavy now... sweater <laughs> But in the light of um, this dragon carcass, I get it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think that's I, I agree. I, I don't think it's necessary to have a love story in a movie like this. Um, for my Alex, I picked Zazie Beetz. Mm -hmm. I think she's so fun to watch and would definitely hold her own. To your point, I think, too, you're right that like especially because you want someone who can kind of give Van Zandt what for as far as like, they're ultimately going to do what he says, but like she knows what she's talking about. And yeah, I think I'd love to see her kind of. 
play off of that for sure. Yeah. I would love to see a scene where Van Zant is like, Alex, what is the plan? And she's like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. This is why we're going to do it because this, this, and this. And he's like, all right, we're going to do it. And he just trusts her implicitly. Like, he's just like, she's got, like, her plans have gotten us through this. But I don't know why, but like, for some reason she couldn't, like, lead the whole thing. But it's like, it, it, it just makes her more valuable to be the one who's like, who can see the board, right? It's like, she sees yeah. every angle that Van Zant, like Van Zant has blind, obvious blind spots. So like mm -hmm. she covers those areas. Um, yeah, I think that's, especially after the attack on the road, there is a clear moment where you kind of want to see the tables turn and have him be like, I'm out of moves. Yeah. So what do you have? But we don't, we don't get there. We don't get there. Um, I, I do love that pick. Like I, I think because after our episode 100 and breaking down the data of how I've only picked an actor like twice that I like don't want to pick actors more than twice. But she's like, per uh -huh. she's like perfect for this. Perfect pick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's not just let's roll on to our last pick. Our fucking most favorite pick of any episode. Guys, where does Barry Pepper go? Very tricky to put Barry Pepper in a movie with only British people and very young army people and not make him one of the army people. Um, there weren't a lot okay. of like... I mean, I guess there was another army character, but I ended up making him Eddie Stacks, the guy who disobeys Quinn and his son. I did too. His son gets killed. I think Barry Pepper has been acting long enough that he could do a passable British accent, like <laughs> um, six weeks like, vocal coach. Like we've also, I feel like we've also uh, seen a lot more like apocalyptic series, and so part of me was like. I don't know. I kind of want to see more diversity in these groups because I want it to be more like a walking dead world where yeah. it's like, yeah, you've just like accumulated people. It, it, so it kind of feels like it could be anybody could be anything yeah. like it's the end of the world. There's no rules <laughs> as we well know. Um, I have a couple notes here. Uh, I think this movie's biggest flaw is that it ages into that decade of action movie uh that is that like the color timing is the color timing of everything is so grainy and blue mm -hmm. like <clears throat> to me this is so it's like and maybe i'm just thinking of other like like sort of genre relaunches of the time but i keep thinking like underworld and resident evil and i just feel like everything back then was like grainy and blue um which is funny because if you look at it like underworld looks like it's shot with blue with a blue filter resident evil looks like it's shot with a red filter <laughs> like i call it 2000s like, after effects evanescence blue like you know like that uh, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking that fucking song from daredevil where it's just like it's all grainy blue and it's just like i can't like i was I was like, can we can we have some like neon? Can we have like a pop of pink in here somewhere? Can we have 
we have something and it's not until yeah. the end where it's like bright and green and you're like oh thank god but um that's my one note I, i'll say this there was a point where because i liked the scene where they actually try the helicopter catch and you get to see it happen i would love a top gun style movie with dragons i think that's a fun movie i think you're right honestly i'll throw this out there fast and furious 10 dragons Dragons. why not i was gonna i was on the fence about the remake and then when you pitch it as top gun meets game of thrones i was like fuck yeah i want to see that yeah sure i want to see that because there is something so there is something game of thrones cannot give us fighter jets helicopters automatic rifles planes yeah don't i don't care all of that versus ancient flying creatures that's what we're here for that's great i do like that i'm kind of wondering like when are we going to see dragons again like are we sick of dragons are we let down by dragons i think i think we could do dragons again in a different form do we need another game of thrones no do we want modern dragons honestly i think i have decided yes (laughs) all right let's do it Fire up the final draft. Tippity tip. Tip, tape, tape. <laughs> Tom Cruise drives down in his Lamborghini, <laughs> chased Inter- by a 40-foot dragon. Interior. Commercial jet. <laughs> Day. The F-16 soars <laughs> through the bright oranges and purples of the setting sun. A dragon as we're just des- as we're describing this, I'm just imagining the Top Gun score slowly rising oh, in the God. background. But no, we're definitely ending this with that rad, uh, br- pseudo Breaking Benjamin style band that ends this movie. <laughs> what song is it? Oh my God, I bet it's terrible. Let's see. And this, there's no way this band is famous. But I was like, yes, I remember this era of rock music so specifically. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on Rebooted. Check out our past episodes and our next episodes. We have a great one for you coming up. Uh, Please tell your friends, family, enemies to like and subscribe on all the platforms we are on. Kenna, where can the people find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop by and leave us a rating and a review. That's the best way to help us out. You can also find us now on Ko-fi, where you can go to make a very small donation to help us keep making this fine podcast. That link is in our description and all over Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can find us on all social media at Rebooted Pod. It is all one. It's all one? It is all one. Um, Okay, guys, (laughs) we are one. So is the way. All right, guys, thank you so much. Uh, We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.
one thing worse than a dragon. Americans. <laughs>